0: Hello and welcome to Slow Down Man, the podcast where we dig deep into how men can live more consciously in all areas of their lives. Now, without further ado, sit back, take a few deep breaths, and welcome your host, Mitch Lagadin. Happy Sunday, folks uh Mitch here today we're doing things a little bit differently the turntables have turned as they say I had the absolute pleasure of being interviewed yes you heard that right someone interviewed me not the other way around um and on on the down to earth podcast hosted by an amazing dude his name is Sean Morgan um and I highly recommend going to check out his podcast again, the Down to Earth podcast. He's also got an ebook called Down to Earth for a master list of life hacks. His podcast is all about um, trying to achieve fulfillment in life that is not based on on success, on societal um, paradigms and concepts of success. So, really cool podcast he interviewed me on my my own mindfulness practice what mindfulness means to me how the effects it's had in my life um which i think is a cool thing to share with you guys given that you know we were almost 20 episodes in here and i've never really shared um you know my own journey with mindfulness and, and what my own practices are in my life with mindfulness so Without further ado, um, enjoy this conversation with Sean Morgan. Um, he he is titled it "Mindfulness is the gym for your brain." Awesome. We get into um, you know how mindfulness truly is a practice. There's no goal from it. And if you if you're hitting the gym every day, you're hitting the meditation mat every day, or whatever your med- mindfulness practice is um you're gonna see effects in your life and we go through what some of those effects are so again without further ado enjoy this conversation with sean morgan and uh sit down take a few deep breaths and slow down man
1: okay i'm here talking to mitch welcome to the show how you doing doing good man thanks so much for
0: having me here such a pleasure
1: Great. Can you tell us a little bit about your podcast, uh, "Slow Down, Man," mindfulness type of thing for men? Is that right?
0: Uh, that is correct. So uh, yes, I'm the host of a podcast called "Slow Down, Man," um, which, by the way, the name has has been has been a hit. I, I'm very thrilled with the response from the name <laughs> overall. But um, what it's all about is um, and how it started. Sean was was uh, I at some point. Um, was at a point in my life, this was way back when I was in university and I was going through a a period of, of time where I was dealing with anxiety, panic, anxiety, and, you know, just felt overwhelmed, I suppose, by life. And, you know, so at this point I'm looking for options of how to, um, you know, regulate my life, come into more balance, um. And I discovered mindfulness. I discovered meditation, um, as well as yoga, and started going down that rabbit hole. Um, I read Eckhart, Eckhart Tolle's "The Power of Now." That kind of spearheaded the whole um, movement for me in that in that direction. And, and boy, I just found um, such dramatic effects in my in my personal life in in so many different ways, which I, I'll talk about. But um, and in and, and doing this, what I realized was that a lot of, like, I almost felt not shameful, but kind of embarrassed to tell my buddies that I like to meditate, that I am into this mindfulness stuff. And, uh, you know, so then in this past year, um, having a little more time on my hands, I was like, you know what, it would be so good to make a, a podcast surrounded um Surrounding the idea of making this mindfulness content resonate with, with men specifically. So that's what it's all about. We bring on uh, guests who help men live more consciously in all areas of their life.
1: In reality, there's nothing more masculine than a guy who's tamed his own mind. You know? Totally. So I, I dig the, what you're doing because it's all about the culture and opening people's minds. The thing that's always gotten me tripped up with meditation Mm -hmm. uh, which I've definitely got into it tons in my life Mm -hmm. is that I've always been kind of like an achiever mindset kind of person and so Mm -hmm. then I start attaching that to meditation trying to achieve uh, you know heightened states of being enlightenment Mm -hmm. some kind of perfection some kind of um, ideal state instead of seeing it more as like going to the gym like mm-hmm. this is what you do for yourself, for your mind, for your body, for your life. And you put in the time and you clock it in mm-hmm. and that that's it. You don't have to achieve some kind of greatness. Mm-hmm. Um, so have you tried any techniques or do you have anything to say about that, about the whole point is to not be the ego driven like that? Right. right.
0: <laughs> oh man. I love what you just said. Yeah, totally. The, what what they say is the ego tends to sneak in the back door, and even with the even the monks in you know they who who literally meditate for a living, they talk about how they have to check their ego. It, it'll sneak in the back door as well, because um, at some point our our ego will tell us, oh, I have to do this perfectly. I have to be the best meditator out there, um, and you know that's just not the case. the whole The whole point of it is to not have a point of it is the, the practice it's, it's in the practice itself. Um, and I, I, think that the gym analogy that you mentioned is great as well. It's the practice of going every day of improving subtle improvements. Um, if you get too, you know, tuned in on, Oh, I want, a, I want a massive chest, <laughs> you know, you're, you're missing the point of it. You're probably not going to find as much fulfillment in that, in that process anymore. Um, and yet yeah, the beauty is in the, the, the practice of every single day, disconnecting from your thoughts, connecting with your body and, you know, with your spirit on an even deeper level. Um, and then letting, letting that practice translate into your everyday life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, ironically, the harder you try, um, to achieve the less successful you'll be. And, um, you know, it's an interesting parallel with, with like a Christian spiritual practice, mm. which is that, um, you're trying to be humble. You know, you, you mm. want to be humble, but mm-hmm. we're not humble not, naturally. Mm-hmm. And so like, the more you pray, the more you commit to a self-sacrificing kind of love, uh, and service, um, God doesn't give you or spirits, your spiritual spiritual journey doesn't give you greatness. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives you like this subtle making you a little bit more humble every day. And then after a year or two, all of a sudden you're a different person. You never notice the incremental change. And and so there's like a a genius anti-egotistical process going on from Mm. nature, from God, from Mm. spirit.
0: Totally. It's totally a natural process. Um, And I think, you know, in society today, you know, the, the ego is a big thing. The achieving is a big thing, especially in Western Western culture where it's like, oh, I need the nicest car. I need the best job. I need, and I know you talk about about this a lot on your your show is the achievement of success. And that's why, where I think, you know, a mindfulness practice is so powerful. And by the way, it doesn't have to be meditation. Another thing I do is I just go for, I like to walk. And so there's things like walking meditations, but really it's just walking, breathing, noticing things, not having anything else, any distractions going on. So it doesn't have to be you know sitting down on a mat and humming and hawing, um, but just those practices that take the onus away from trying to strive towards something and instead just just being as we're spo- as we're meant to be.
1: Yeah, but and ironically, just being feels unnatural to us, especially with technology. Uh, there's this whole new mechanism in place for us to derive pleasure through dopamine hits and these notifications mm-hmm. and everything and the scrolling and the information overload. And we're stimulating and stimulating. And we watch a movie that's taken three years and a hundred million dollars to make. And we're just mm-hmm. like blasting ourselves with these things that are supposed to stimulate us. And then when we unplug we just kind of crash and we're like, mm. life and reality is so freaking boring. I can't take it. I need more and more and mm-hmm. more and more. And then it's just like this heroin that never, it's never oh, enough. Man. Yeah. And so anything you have to say about uh, like how like unplugging and being in the moment can just feel weird at first, but then eventually you're kind of like creating a new circuit of pleasure.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Oh man, it's such a good point. I think that, uh, if you look at years and years ago, I don't know how many generations we want to go back, but you know, there, there wasn't social media, there wasn't, there weren't these high production movies. There weren't, um, you know, we weren't being hit, but with advertisements from all, all angles at all times. Um, and we weren't constantly occupied. So as a, as a whatever teenager, um, you know, you were out playing with your friends, you were out running through the forest, like um, essentially just being right there. There wasn't all this stimulus hitting you at all times. Um, Now, fast forward to today, we're absolutely inundated with these, these distractions. um, And there's literally, um, you know, teams that are trying to find ways to make us more addicted to their, their product to get our attention Um, and so that's why I think today more than ever, it's, it's, it's incredibly important to be able to unplug and disconnect. Now, getting back to your question about, um, how it can be weird at first, of course, it can be weird at first. If, you know, we're living in this world where it's just like, uh, 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 um, you know, notification um, phone call, text message, like our attention just completely divided. Um, and we feel like we need to react to all these things immediately, um, one thing that I know has helped me tremendously is waking up first thing in the morning, the first two hours, I don't check my phone. I, you know, I have kind of a ritual that I, that I go through, like walk to the gym, go to the gym, um, a few other things. And then I, I'm not allowed to check my phone until I am kind of at the office. So that, that helps to start the day from a place of intention as opposed to reacting to these various things. Um, the other, the other thing I would add is just to accept that it's going to be weird unplugging it first. And just to, to, try and create a space between yourself and whatever that stimulus is. So, you know, but for all, by all means, check your, check your phone, your, your notification you're getting, but before you check it, just take a breath and just try and create a space, um, where you're feeling into yourself before you're, um, you know, unconsciously reacting to these, these stimulus.
1: Where would you rank mindfulness as far as pleasure compared to the other things in your life?
0: Oh, on a pleasure scale. Um, that's a great question. I, I would say that, and this is why it's so hard for, for some to get into is it doesn't give you a huge dopamine hit quite honestly, like meditating does not, you're not going to come out being like, Oh yeah, I just, you know, it's (laughs) not like eating the, the piece of candy or like, um, you know, I don't know what else, but, or getting the Instagram notification that someone commented on your photo. It's not that, that hit, but it's this steady, calm, just good feeling. So in terms of ranking it, I'd say it's probably like, you know, say, say an amazing meal or something's like a 10 or whatever it is, something that gives you that big, that big hit is a 10. I'd say it's probably like a six or a seven. It's not a, it's not a hit, but it's this steady, calming, um, just good feeling in your body.
1: And I think we'd all take a seven or a six over a candy bar that it starts at a nine and then becomes a two. Oh, right? Totally. <laughs> like totally, <a>
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of us are operating right now at like a two or a three and then are, you know, alternating from two to three to 10 to two to three to 10 with all these little addictions and, and, you know, stimulus that we're hit with throughout the day.
1: And how about these side effects of being compassionate Empathetic, um, equanimous, equin- or whatever, being able to handle stress, mm. um, being uh, in that state. Uh, what are some of the side effects that you've uh, you've experienced?
0: To, yeah, totally. So, uh, you know, one would be the ability to be non-reactive, which they, and this carries o- carries over in a variety of areas of life, but. You know, whether it's like with women, (laughs) with women's a big one. Yeah. (laughs) Relationships. So, oops. Um, So if something's triggering you, sorry, my headphone. Sorry. Headphone just popped out there. Um, If something's triggering you, you, you have the ability not to instantly, you know, say your, your wife is bugging you with, with something she's doing in the house instead of yelling at her and be like, why are you such a horrible person? You now have the space to be like, okay, you're breathing. You're like, okay, what's, what's, the, what's the right way to respond in the situation? So that, that's the big thing. It's responding instead of reacting. Um, as well, man, like I, I feel like I just enjoy things more. Like, mm. um, you know, when I'm on Just be eight,
1: more present for whatever you're doing totally
0: yeah totally so it's like i I think before i really started getting into it i was very much on autopilot all the time and by the way i still am on autopilot a lot of the time i'm not by any means of perfect at this um but it it helps me you know it gives me this tool where i can slow things down you know say i'm on a vacation a lot of people on vacation you know, they're running around from stop to stop to stop. All of a sudden their vacation's over. They're like, what the heck did I do for three days? Like it was fun, but I don't know. Uh, but being able to slow down, just appreciate uh, very uh, different, different things you see. Gratitude comes hand in hand with uh, mindfulness practices as well. So you're just able to appreciate things that before you you took for granted. Um, and yeah, I think the other thing you said was dealing with with stressful situations And that's a big thing. So, you know, a lot of athletes you'll see now they're practicing mindfulness. Um, for example, like Bianca Andrescu, Canadian tennis player, um, who's been very successful in her young career. What she, she is super into mindfulness, um, and has done a few podcasts trying to get her on my podcast at some point, but, uh, (laughs) she, uh, yeah. So she credits that, um, tremendously to her success. And that's, that's just uh, one of the examples.
1: Have you found a sweet spot for time length of a meditation? Because what I've found is that, hey, if you do it for two minutes, like you didn't even get settled in. Mm, If you do it for 30, you might actually have a peak experience by the time you get to 30 minutes. But you also might have like your legs fell asleep. Yeah, you fall asleep on the way. (laughs) Um, So do you have a certain time length that you like to do?
0: Uh, yeah, great question. I think, man, a lot of the time you just got to feel into what your, your, your body's telling you, wait, into what you need. You know what I mean? Sometimes I do, I'll do anywhere from dancing question. I'll do anywhere from 10 to kind of 30, 45 minutes is the longest I've ever done. And that was, that was a little crazy, but, um, I'd say most of the time, 10, I, it's almost like a work, like a, a workout. It's like, I go ten ten 10 minutes every night, Um, And then once, once or twice a week, I'll sit down and I'll do one long, long one. And that's where I have a lot more time or I'm I'm not going to fall asleep. I usually do it before I go to bed. So if I'm super tired, I'm just going to do a 10 minute meditation because otherwise I'm going to fall asleep. Um, But, you know, if I'm feeling good and I'm like, yeah, this is a good time and place to, um, to have this, or maybe I had a very stressful day and I think it will just really serve me to have a longer meditation period. Uh, but yeah, truthfully, it really depends. It's kind of like, I literally view it like a workout. It's like, what, what yeah. does my body need right now? What can my body handle right now?
1: Mm-hmm. Have you had any interesting experiences like, um, not feeling that you have a body or feeling connected to your environment or, um, feeling a sense of no self or, um, energy throughout your body, things like that.
0: Oh, yeah. Yes, for sure. I know, you know, people talk about they feel like they're levitating and uh, surreal experiences like that. I've never personally experienced that. But yeah, like what you just described, um, I think the the almost the most peak experience I've had through meditation, you know, has been um, almost like I'm looking at my set, my body from outside of it it's an out of body experience. Um, and so that, that would be the probably the biggest, um, that I've experienced personally, but I think one of the coolest ones is sometimes, you know, you sit down and you're so restless. You're like, Oh, and then my, my ego kicks in. It's like, this is going to be a horrible meditation session. And then five minutes in, it's just like, you know, all all of that's gone. It feels freaking amazing. Um, and I think those are the coolest experiences when, um, you know, you go in and everything's quieted and you come to this place of stillness and that, that, that's just amazing.
1: It's interesting. The first thing you mentioned, because people think that it's their physical biology that's causing their ability to see things with their eyes and so forth. Mm -hmm. But when you describe that, you can see yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of flips the whole thing on its head and makes you think, oh, how is, what is consciousness? How how is this working with my body and my brain? And and what am I really? Is there a spirit or another kind of level of body? Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, it brings some interesting questions to the table. That's for sure.
0: Dude. Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. Um, And you know, there, there are a lot of meditations out there that, where you um, you actually try to come out of body and out of mind more um, pertinently, and you know you're affirming that I am my breath, and you're almost identifying with the breath. Um, and though if you know if you're looking for a, to maybe try to achieve this out of body experience, that's a good one to try.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I've never had an uh, out of body experience, but what I have had is experiencing almost like a two-dimensional reality um mm. and uh so that everything is just kind of like a cartoon or a flat surface oh. uh, so this is a eyes open meditation oh okay um, yeah yeah uh so that's that's an interesting thing that happens and it it where you start and where you begin kind of disappears and yeah uh, Yeah. So, but at the end, at the end of all of that, it's like, Hey, it was just another temporary experience. You know, it's not like necessarily that was the goal to (laughs) -hmm. be two dimensional or to see your body or whatever. It's just, um,
0: I think what it, what it does does is it. it. Yeah. What it does is it just takes you out of your, I think we get so stuck in our day-to-day reality, right. In these preconditioned beliefs, and uh unconscious patterns that we're going through and what what meditating does and the like you say that there's no we're not sitting down like oh i want to get out of body in this experience <laughs> no um you know what, what you're doing is just detaching from that um those unconscious patterns that reality that we're just you know completely stuck in stuck in and inundated with every day um and just getting outside of that for whatever it is 10 minutes 20 minutes 30 minutes
1: have you tried any of these, uh, apps like waking up or headspace?
0: Yes, I've done. Uh, so I've done headspace. I currently use calm. Um, it's, another it, one. it's just a real simple. Yeah. They, you can choose how long, what kind of med. like you can do a self-compassion. You can do a forgiveness, confidence, dealing with stress, whatever you're looking for. Yeah, I found they work really well. Um, I've also used Gaia in the past. They have a lot of meditations on there, uh, but yeah, it's total total preference and what what you think works for you and that you you enjoy.
1: Cool. Thank you so much for your time. Where can people learn more about what you're doing with your podcast?
0: Uh, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, if you go to Slow Down Man Podcast at Slow Down Man Podcast, that's on Instagram. That's the number one place. Um, that i'm at as well the podcast called slow down comma (laughs) man is available wherever you get your podcast spotify apple Podcasts, wherever so uh, much love appreciate this
1: yes thank you for your time
0: right on thanks man